Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate, family of real estate podcasts, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. All right, we're back with the Kevin and Fred Show, and today I am joined by my newer friend, Leika. Leika, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Um, it's my pleasure. I'm, I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for a while since we first met. Um, and I obviously follow you on Instagram and social and yeah. some of the cool stuff that you've done. Plus, uh, we've got a lot of mutual friends. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation. So Leika, let's start here for the you know couple of people maybe that who aren't familiar with you yet. Will you tell us kind of who you are and kind of what's your area of focus in real estate? Let's just start there. Sure thing. Um, so who I am, I, uh, my name is Leka Devda and I moved to the country back in 2006. I was born and raised in India. When I moved here, I was in fashion merchandising. So I worked at Nordstrom Corporate and soon I like, you know, I think I would want to say about 2014, like just the entrepreneurial bug caught me. And I've always been an entrepreneur my entire life. So when I moved here, I just didn't know how to make that work. But in 2014, I decided to take the leap and I switched, completely switched career paths and I started investing in real estate. And since then, I have basically flipped homes, subdivided land, done some crazy additions, um, I'm GP on a $30 million project in Orlando, Florida. I host a monthly meetup and I am on the board of a lending company. So a few so, things. I'm going to just translate that for everyone. She's a badass. Uh, so she's <laughs> never going to say it that way, but I'm just going to say it. So that that's, oh. I mean, that's exactly why I wanted to have you here is because you've done so much you make so many big things like really big things just sound and look so easy uh and so i'm excited i mean if i remember correctly i know you've shared the stage or at least the virtual stage with like uh robert kiyosaki and ken mcelroy yes that's so exciting as well as the bigger pockets guys and and you are one of the things i also really appreciate about you is like just a strong female leader that's out there that has a you know that you're building influence what i would call the right way because you're just you are trying to encourage others to do the same thing while following your own dreams. And so I love that. Um, and so I'm, I'm Oh my excited. gosh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm really excited to kind of dive into that. Let's start, if we could, let's go back to, to, I think you said 2006, when you decided to move to the States, like, was there one thing that decided to do that? Was that just the pursuit of maybe get, you know, following the, the ability to, to be an entrepreneurial here eventually, or was there something else that drove that? No, I met my husband in India and he lived here in the U.S. And so uh, that's kind of what brought me to the U.S. I never wanted to leave my country. Like I was just like, this is home for me and this is where I'm going to live and die. Like this is it, you know, but life has many different surprises for you. And that was one of them. I met this guy and I was like, okay, let's move, you know. And so I moved. (laughs) That's pretty much what happened. And it's amazing. It's like, I wouldn't change that for anything. This is home now. And it's been a fantastic journey so far. That's awesome. 
So, so you mentioned obviously fashion merchandising, significantly different field than real estate investing. What was the, besides the entrepreneurial spirit that you clearly have, what was it that made you decide to kind of, Hey, now's the time or, or let's go, let's gravitate towards real estate. Was there any certain sort of um, event or specific thought that you had that, that, that drove Mm -hmm. that? You know, I um, had my first child in 2012. And at that time, I was just like, um, I just wanted more like time freedom and flexibility. And so I was like, okay, what's going to give me that? So I I honestly didn't ever think it was going to be real estate. I did explore a few different options. But I was literally driving my car one day and on the radio, there was an ad for a fix and flip company that was coming to Seattle. And I was like, fix and flip, like, what is that? And so I started researching that and it got me super excited. And I was like, okay, let's go give this a shot. Um, I knew like in the back of my mind, at some point I would jump into real estate, but I thought it was gonna be more like new construction. I didn't even know this fix and flip existed or that was like something that people did. So it was just accidental. So did you go through, what was it with like your first, take me back to like your first deal. Was that, was that something where you just decided to dive in and learn or did you, were you taking any classes? What reading books, like what was the, what you get over and for some people it's different, you know, some people it's really scary. And for some people they're willing to kind of just take that leap right away. What was Mm -hmm. that helped you do that? Like, what was, what was that time like for you? Yeah, so um, I did do a fortune builders course um, that taught you kind of what the different asset classes was and gave you a really good foundation on investing in real estate. Um, So I did that. And so I knew that I wanted to flip a house first, Um, but I thought it was going to be a cosmetic remodel. I ended up buying the deal and it ended up being like a huge down to the studs remodel. So I literally like my first rodeo and I was like just thrust into the fire and you know I had to figure it out because otherwise I was going to lose a bunch of money and uh, possibly return to my corporate job which you know I didn't want to do so I figured it out every day man I hustled I networked I went to the job site and I just basically learned and I grew and you know I uh, I it wasn't a slam dunk success I did lose some money but it wasn't a failure I would never call that a failure I call that massive experience so that's kind of what happened in my first deal yeah I was gonna say it sounds to me like uh even whether you lost money or made money or or broke even it sounds to me like you probably had you learned a ton on that transaction which I'm guessing right suits you very well today and going forward because of those lessons right and Sometimes like, you know, obviously, so most of our listeners, for the most part, not everybody just, you know, is a residential real estate agent, but we have people from all different walks as well that listen. And, you know, in real estate sales, I always tell the agents, like, you just, you can't get transactional experience without transactional experience, right? There's just some things that you don't know until, until you dive in. It sounds to me like you had that experience. That's exactly right. So, what, so that led to the next. So tell me what were like, did you start because you made, you've made a big progression, like some of the deals I know that you're working on and have done recently. Like one of the things yeah. that you're well known for is, is clearing seven figures on a flip. So, yeah. I mean, you don't go from that to the size of projects you've done without some, some real intention. Like, tell me, tell me about what, what has your kind of journey been like from that first flip to, to now? 
you know, um, after that first flip, I started just buying so many deals and grinding and grinding and grinding and like really not making the kinds of returns that I intended to make. Um, and then I started to see a pattern and I was like, look, I've got to be really um, focused on my exit strategies. And then that's what happened. Like every deal that I bought then I was like, okay, let me look at this from many different angles and see what is the highest and best use of this deal and this project. And so once I started to do that, I came up with so many cool ideas for exits. Like I subdivided lots. I put in more square footage if, I, if the lot allowed it and the city allowed it. And so I um, started to really research what else was available. The other thing I started to do was also start holding properties. So I would buy a flip with the intention of flipping it 100%. And then what happens is, you know, the market changes and the neighborhood changes and you're able to add more bedrooms and more square footage and becomes a great little rental that can completely cover your mortgage and it becomes a good buy and hold. And so I just started doing more things like that where I would not just flip a home to flip a home. I would actually look at that project and see how I can diversify. Uh, but then that, you know, obviously led to some pretty lucrative deals where I did end up making seven figures on a deal, um, you know, and that just gave me more confidence to go out and do more crazy things. And so um, just recently, we closed on a $30 million project in Orlando, Florida, for which what I did was I raised a fund and my fund invested in the project. So I am a general partner on it. And so as being part of the general partner uh, group, I get to rehab the property. I get to make decisions on, you know, how we can remodel these units, uh, create beautiful exterior spaces, ultimately raising the value and the equity we have in the project. And that's giving my investors a really good return on investment. And that makes me the, the happiest. Like, I'm like, if I can take someone else's money and grow it, and do it in a safe manner, like that just gives me the ultimate joy. And so that's kind of where I'm at um, at this point. That's awesome. So is it, is that, would you consider yourself kind of focused on more deals sort of in that realm going forward? Or are you still like, are you still looking for, I don't want to call it the onesie twosies, but like your regular flips or like, what is your kind of natural, um, like, what are you looking out for every day when you go, when you, when you yeah. quote unquote, go to work, if you will, or when you're thinking about work, like, what are the things that run through your mind that where you're looking for scanning for deals? Yeah. Um, I do a little bit of all, all of those, those things that we mentioned. Um, so I am actually looking for my first multifamily project, my own multifamily project. So six, $10 million deal that I can take down myself. Uh, I'm also looking for those flips because my area, and like, you know, you're in Arizona. I mean, this market is so hot. I'm in Seattle, Washington, and it is so hot. Uh, there's no inventory. So every time that I'm able to put something back on the market and create like a, an exist, like a new home for someone where there is no inventory, like that just is so exciting for me. And so I'm still looking for those massive flips. Um, somewhere along the, the way, I realized that I'm not interested in the cosmetic ones. I like taking properties down to the studs and rebuilding them, which is so crazy, but it's just, some, it's just become my way of doing things. Um, so I'm still looking for crazy flips to, to take down. I just finished one and it was a slam dunk. 
um, I'm in the middle of another one and I'm about to buy my, and, and yet another one. Um, I'm also really excited about repurposing multifamily and commercial buildings. So I'm actually buying my first office building in downtown Seattle. Um, and I'm gonna just basically remodel that and lease it out and hold it for a good 10 years. Um, so for me, I think like, you know, people say, Hey, if you're good at one thing, then do that one thing for me, it just is exciting to go to work every day when there are many different things to focus on and learn. And like there's all, every new challenge you accept comes with its own learning curve. And so that is what's exciting for me. That's awesome. Um, let me ask you a question, like on when you said like kind of repurpose and remodel, like remodel and repurpose, like with the office buildings, are you are you talking about like changing the use of the space or just the way it's laid out? I'm I'm kind of curious how you like how you view that. Yeah, no, it's uh, on this one specifically. We're not changing the variance. We're not changing any of that. It's a dedicated office space, so we're going to keep it office. But it is a distressed building. It, the building was built in, like, I want to say the early 1900s or, I don't know, early 1900s. But um, I'm going to take it down to the studs and then remodel it so that it's more uh, 2020 standards and building codes. And um, it'll have seven uh, units to lease out. And so we're just going to lease them out to different offices. Very cool. That's all. I love, I love how you are. I mean, you said, like, you know, focus on one thing. I think you are focusing on one thing, you're, but you're fo it's different subcategories in, in that, right. that one thing. Like you're clearly in your strength zone and your specialty zone, but I think having yeah. the variance of like the, the project type or the building type is allows you to have that excitement and the ability to, right. to, to learn new things, especially not, not that everything you're, you're talking about is commercial, but I noticed like the difference between say like a residential agent and commercial. Commercial is so specialized. There's all these different things that really fall right. under the commercial blanket. Um, and so I kind of almost view you like that, like you, not commercial, but still it's the same thing, but it's all these different ways. So it gives you that variance, the excitement and a lot, a lot of different things to learn, which is clear to me is important to you. It is, it is. And it's, you know, um, it's also diversifying in under one umbrella. Yeah, that's, so that's very cool. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. You, you spent a lot of time, um, leading conversations online You've obviously been on a ton of podcasts and done different, I guess I'll call them summits, if you will, or investor yeah. events. What, what is it about that, that, that you like doing? Um, just education, giving back, inspiring other people, like kids, women to do this, you know, um, when I first started investing, a lot of people told me that real estate is not a girl's game. Um, you know, it's challenging, it's tough. I could lose all my money. I could lose my shirt. Like, you know, there was a lot of naysayers and I just had to take it one day at a time. People said, don't buy this project. People said, don't, uh, play this game. And, you know, if I had listened to all of them, like I would have probably just ended up somewhere else and been happy about it today but I would have missed out on such a fantastic life and so I just feel like going out and sharing my story I am a minority you know I wasn't born and raised in this country I didn't have the connections I didn't have the network and it was something that I built up on my own and if I can do it like literally everyone else should have an advantage and so it's like sharing that story and like 
showing to people that you can come from any background, you can live in any city, you can have no money, you can have all the money, but you know, um, if there's good intentions, you can hustle, you are going to end up doing what you absolutely love. Like, I don't think I go to work every day. I just go wake up and I party and it's like so much fun. Um, and it's, you know, there's, there are a lot of challenges. There's a lot of fires I put out, but at the same time, I enjoy it. So, you know, awesome. no, you, I can tell you're passionate about that. And it's <laughs> always a good feeling to know, Hey, I'm doing something that is that you wake up wanting to do, you know, it's like, I get to party today. That's, that's, I love that. That's like the best mindset for, for quote unquote work. Um, right. So what are you, so obviously you got this big deal going on in Orlando. Um, what are you, we're filming this now or recording this right towards the, almost the start of the fourth quarter, right? Not quite. Right. Um, by the time it's out, it'll probably be the fourth quarter. What are yeah. you most excited about or, and thinking about for the coming year? So like fourth quarter for me, I always start thinking about the following year. Um, yeah. So what, what's exciting for you about 2022? Um, I know I'm going to do my first syndication on my own, and that is super exciting. I've had a lot of people, a lot of techies and younger kids that are, you know, uh, just coming out of college that want to work on this, that want to help out on this, that want to invest in this deal. And so I'm just every day grinding to find that amazing multifamily opportunity. Um, so that's exciting. And then I, I did buy a few assets this year that will be stabilized by um, first quarter or second quarter of 2022. And that's always exciting because, you know, this is the time I typically buy my assets. And so this time next year, they're all going to be stabilized. It happened this year, you know, all my assets from last year stabilized by like mid year. And that's always really exciting too, you know, just to see your assets go like full circle. That's awesome. So do me a favor. So uh, I have like one tenth of 1% of the experience in investing that you do, maybe not even that much. When you say stabilized assets, can you give us like, what's that definition, if you will, or what do you mean by that? Sure. Yeah, so typically I buy a distressed multifamily, for example, like I'll buy a four unit multifamily. Um, what goes into that is first it has to be renovated. Um, so we like strip it down. That's if you're buying the building vacant. If you do have tenants in the building, then you have to wait for your tenants to leave to start fixing it up. Uh, fortunately for me, most of the buildings I buy are vacant. So when I go in, I buy it, I close on it. The next day we start construction. Um, once we start construction, like it can take like three to six to eight months to finish. Um, and then the, the building is beautiful. It's glistening. It's ready for new tenants. So then we go out and we find these tenants. So find a property management company, then that in turn leases out the building. Um, and then once you have like, it's a four unit, so you have four tenants in place, then the building is now, um, rented and performing and cash flowing. Uh, at that point, whatever you're financing that you acquired the building with, typically not the best financing, you can then convert into long-term debt, long-term financing, bank financing. So once that refinance has happened, and in most cases, mine is like a full Burr deal where I buy rent refinance uh, or rehab rent and refinance, um, 
and it's mostly a cash out refinance because I've been able to raise the equity so much. Like I'll buy an asset for 600K and then it, it it's valued at 1.2 when, when my construction is completed. I can like literally pull out all my money and um, just have the bank finance the debt that's involved, right? So that is, and once that refinance has happened, your renters are paying your mortgage and your cash flowing, that's a stabilized asset. Awesome. Thank you for slowing down and kind of giving us that. Like, that's a really good explanation. I would have assumed it was something like that, but there's just yeah. a lot of details and, and from the right. sound, because of the size of your projects, like there's a lot of phases that goes into that from point A to point B, you know, to all the way to, to the end where it's actually stabilized. So thank, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, is there, we talked about kind of like, you know, and you'll lead mastermind groups and be in these different conversations. Is there something, anything that you do that's like maybe regularly where you're yeah. meet up virtually or in person? Is there anything like that, that you're leading that, um, that you can tell the listeners about? Yeah, I actually started a meetup group, uh, an in-person meetup group in Seattle in 2018. And now, you know, last year we went virtual. And so now um, we still host them. It's once a month and it's all virtual. So we have people from all over the world attend it. It's amazing. Um, I'm able to bring on some pretty incredible guests. Like I've had Tatch Wen, Brandon Turner, Ken McElroy, Ryan Pineda. So some amazing guests that come to the meetup. Um, and then we speak, you know, we uh, do a speaker interview for an hour and then we uh, network in breakout rooms for an hour. So it's pretty fun. And um, it's been a really good platform to introduce two new investors and also seasoned investors. That's very cool. How do if someone wanted to find out about that, how would they do that? Yeah. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn, there's links to my meetup pages. Uh, but also you can find us. It's harder to find us on meetup.com because of the way the platform's set up. But yeah. it's called the the meetup is called real estate at work. Okay. So and so what we'll do in the show notes, we'll link to the yes. your LinkedIn and Instagram, but we'll also grab the, the meetup link too and drop yeah. that in the notes as well for everybody who wants to follow you. If yeah. for for the other people, uh, is there any other place that people should kind of go if they're trying to kind of catch up with like what is Leica up to? What is she doing? Yeah. Is she doing deals that I can that I can get in on? Is there any other place that yeah. people could be looking to connect with you at? Yeah. So I um you can just go to my website. It's rehabithomes.com. And everything that I'm up to should be up to date on my website. So that'll be fun. I love that name, by the way. I noticed the rehabithomes.com. Is there I know we just like made up this name. It's not even like an actual word. I love it. I, I love the play on words. It's like a habit of rehabbing it, you know? So yeah, that's very cool. Well, um, as we start to wind down, I guess uh, just a few kind of um, what a rapid fire questions for you. Okay. If you had to say like, here's my number top one or two mentors or leaders or inspirations in your space. Like who, who would you say? Ooh, so many five, good ones. Five, who, you know, um, just curious, like who, who, like who does Leica look up to? Like when you're turning to, yeah. you're the one giving a lot of people advice. Like a lot of people are coming to you. A lot yeah. of people are following you. And, um, but I know, you're, you're getting fed somewhere else too, right? So you're looking for advice as well. So just curious, who are some of those people that you really look up yeah. to? Okay. Um, so right off the bat, my, my really good friend, mentor and business partner, uh, James Daynard, 
James is just like an OG fix and flip guy. He's an off-market deal finding machine. Um, and he's just a really good listing. He has a great listing team. He's just really good at hiring and retaining the best people. And that's what I love about him. And I've worked with him and worked with his company for the last, I want to say, seven, eight years um, and enjoyed it. So I would say James. Um, and then my other business partner and founder of Certain Lending, his name's Charles McKinney. Not a lot of people know him because he's not like massive on social media, but Charles is one of the most brilliant people I know. Um, every conversation with him leads me to think deeper and think longer and harder about my own business. He's just amazing. So I'm super lucky to have him in my corner. Um, I love listening to Brandon and like, you know, Brandon Turner and hearing his thoughts and ideas. Like he is just, everything he says um, is is just like a, a Jaeger bomb shot. So, <laughs> uh, so he is a compliment. I'm not real sure, but uh, he Brandon, is you're listening, I'm pretty sure that was a compliment. It is. It is 100% a compliment. Um, and then, you know, like there's, there's great women in the industry too that I look up to, like Kathy Fetke, um, just, you know, so many amazing women, like real estate brokers in my area. There's um, a woman in my office called Via Williams. And she, her, she's my homie. I love Via. Oh, really? Oh, I've known her forever. I've Via oh. posted something on Instagram this morning that was like a repost of something I said because we both are addicted to coffee. And so, yeah. Oh my God, I love Via. I I learn from her so much every day from just what she does, how she interviews people. Like she's just a badass, and she there's nothing she hasn't done. Um, and so she, when she calls me to get my opinion on some of her investments, and I'm like, what? Like I get to give you advice? That's amazing. But I love Via. Yeah, she's the bomb. I love her too. So it is very cool. Well, uh, best book you read in this year What's the, best, the book? best book i've read this year it has to be brandon turner and brian murray's multifamily investing book it it's like a two-part um series and just released but i got my copies a while ago and it's just a really good beginner's guide to investing in multifamily and it's, it's amazing it's awesome. so easy they make it like so easy yeah it you know i don't know i'm sure you've experienced this too right you're, you're actually, you, you do this. Um, yeah. when someone is truly great at what they do, it comes off as very simple. Um, right. because it's like, if you can't explain it simply, then you just don't understand it well enough. Right. There's that, right. that thing, but you can just tell when you're around someone who's a really, really seasoned professional and has the experience and yeah. through it, they, they make it look quite easy, even though it can be challenging to get to that point. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Awesome. Uh, any last questions that I should ask you or anything you'd like to leave with our audience? Any any kind of party messages that you want to make sure we talk about? Yeah, you know, I get asked a lot um, what people like, you know, what um, courses they should invest in or, you know, how they can spend money to learn. And the answer is really simple. There's so much free information out there. Like look at this podcast, right? And there's just like so many free books. Um, and then people that you can shadow so I just say like you know go look for the free stuff first because there's such amazing information like you don't have to spend your life's earnings on learning to invest there's so much free stuff 
Um, and then once you get really passionate about something, you start actually doing the deals, then start investing the money you make back into your business. So like, don't go out there and buy the shiniest course or the shiniest book or, you know, just keep it simple. I love that. That's great advice too. And I think too, going back to something you said at the beginning was you just dove in, right? So like you, you yeah. learned, I know you took the, you mentioned the fortune builders class that you took, but my hunch is you probably learned a whole lot more from that first deal that was like, you go in and once you get your hands you yeah. know, dirty, that's where the learning really happens. And so uh, yeah. And also like back then that was like eight years ago and there wasn't as many social media platforms available that offered all this information. Right now it's like, there's just, you know, you look everywhere and you can, you'll be slammed with amazing content. So um, certainly, you know, look for those. That's awesome. That's great advice. Well, like I, I want to number one, thank you for taking the time today to be on the show. Uh, thank you for doing what you're doing, being the leader that you are and uh, just kicking ass in the world. So I think it's awesome. And uh, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Kevin, for having me. This has been such a pleasure. No joke. You are welcome, guys. Go follow her. All the links will be in the notes of the show. And uh, thanks a lot, Leica. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, guys, see you next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at eXp Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined eXp Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to eXprealty.com.